turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Hope you had a great uh, Independence Day weekend and got some time to celebrate with your family. We are back in the saddle and a lot happening. You know, um, I I don't know. I, I guess I should be careful. I, I almost uh, obsess over some of the worst people and, and the fact that they're uh, is no um, comeuppance, it seems like, uh, for uh, some of these people. And anyway, I- I'll get to that in a moment. Um, and uh, the uh, first, uh, ProAmerica Report, please visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. I go there, sign up for the daily email. More and more folks, it turns out one a woman I met, and I worked with her for, I don't know, six or eight weeks. She actually came up to me and she said, you know, I'm really sorry, but I hear people talking about the daily email that they get from you. I want to get that. What do I do? And I said, well, you got to go ProAmericaReport.com, sign up. It'll click right in there and you can sign up every weekday, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. East Coast time, 5 a.m. Pacific time and everywhere in between. It goes out a few key uh, details, a few key links, and it will get your day started right. Sign up at ProAmericaReport.com and you too can be included in that. Um, So... um, I was so what what was I what was I thinking about what I started to say this what I'm starting to talk to you about is the the numbers came out um uh and um for fundraising and you know when I see the fundraising numbers there's a guy running um for um uh, for Senate down in Texas. I, I think he might be a congressman. Um, uh, um, and he raised, I think, six over $6 million. Um, and he's, I don't think he has any chance to beat Ted Cruz. You know, that seems, uh, silly. I don't believe it, but I know people will give him money because they want to believe, uh, in him. Uh, you know, some, uh, chance to remember Beto O'Rourke made a living for a couple of cycles on this, even ran for president. There's a guy out in Missouri who's running against Senator Josh Hawley. Now, Missouri is a red state now. It's a Trump red state. And Senator Josh Hawley's done a good job. I think he's done a good job for everybody, but he's certainly done a good job if you're a a Missouri uh, conservative, Trumpy person. And the environment is obviously Trumpy as can be. And yet, the guy running against him, his name is Kuntz, K-U-N-C-E. He raised a million and a half dollars, right? And so he's got a chance uh, to, what, raise money and get his name ID up? He's got no chance to win. I don't know who believes that. But so, but here's the one that infuriates me. Because it's just, and by the way, th- let me tell you something. There's a, a famous poem. There's a famous poem by Gerard Manley Hopkins. And the poem is called, Thou Art Indeed Just, Lord, If I Contend. Thou art indeed just, Lord, if I contend. Starts out with a Latin quote. And the the theme of it, though, is he basically, the the poet is writing and he says, you know, you're just, Lord. You you say you're just. You always tell us you're just. And and uh, but, you know, all you ever give me is disappointment. All you ever, you know, and and, you know, give me defeat. And I, I never catch a break. 
And he, he says, why do sinners ways prosper? And why must a disappointment all I endeavor end? That's what he says. Wert thou my enemy, O thou my friend? How wouldst thou worst, I wonder, than thou dost defeat and thwart me? But here's the thing. Here's what I mean by this. Here's why I'm telling you about it. When I watch Adam Schiff announce that he's raised, I think, over $8 million last quarter to run for the U.S. Senate from California, and he's swamping out his opponents. I forget the name of the woman. Katie Katie something is running against him. She's a congresswoman. And also Barbara Lee, African-American congresswoman, He's run, she's running also. I, t- I tell people Adam Schiff is proving that he's a racist. He's running against a black woman and a sexist, running against two women. And he, because he says it's his turn, he's a white guy. He's a white guy. It's his turn. He raised over $8 million. And in the last few months, during this time period when he's raising the money, it was shown that he completely lied, that he lied. And the Durham report says he lied. It goes chapter by chapter and verse on the lies. And, and what you realize, if you know anything about it, is that Congressman Adam Schiff, sitting on the Intelligence Committee, he did what they call the, uh, the, the Schiff-Skiff lie. The Schiff-Skiff lie is when you're Adam Schiff and you say, well, I saw some classified stuff down in the Skiff. That's a secure room where you have to go to see see or hear the most secure stuff. And Adam Schiff would say to the world, I, I was looking. I-, I-, I know something you don't know because I'm on the Intelligence Committee and it's bad. It- it- it's Russia collusion. It- it- it's-, it's Donald Trump, you know, giving in and-, and giving America over to our enemies. All this kind of stuff. And he gets away with it. He Adam Schiff gets away with doing this stuff and being so dishonorable. He not only gets away with it, he thrives. He's actually prospering. He's he's raising more money. I wouldn't bet against him. And of course, if he wins the uh, uh, if he wins the primary, I, I guess California's got that jungle primary system. Everybody knows out there uh, our San Diego listeners. And so, you know, you're going to get the top two. And so he might have a Democrat opponent with him. But if he's raising that kind of money, he's on track to be a U.S. senator in the greatest country, the most powerful nation on Earth in history. And he's going to be one of the more influential people, a senator. It's unbelievable. I mean, a complete liar. I've been working on a letter about his lies, going through what he said. He would come out. He would go on TV and he would say, "We're you know we're we're seeking uh, fo- photographs of the Trump family, uh, uh, preferably uh, naked photographs." Remember, he did that. He solicited that, and it, because of things we're looking at, I, I can't say much more. You know that we 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 know that there's a a serious problem, and so he 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 used his position in the U.S. House and on the Intelligence Committee in such a way that it was so disreputable and dishonest and unfair for the country that we all should be appalled. And even Donald Trump on his Truth Social said something like, you know, Adam Schiff is this and that and the other thing. Maybe someday he'll get his comeuppance. But what's the someday? It turns out if you if you actually are Adam Schiff, you, you get uh, more you get more opportunity, you get more um, fundraising, you get more in California success. It's unbelievable. It's And it's tragic, actually. But here's the thing. I believe that his fundraising is coming from the, the fringe of the party, meaning that they, they're 20 or 30 percent of the Democrat Party that support that and all. And, they, you know, they're going to stay with their team. But I think more and more regular Americans, they see this stuff 
they see the the people that are in office in power and they recognize how corrupt it seems that it's corrupt in one direction there are two there's a two uh tiered system of justice but the two tiers are Schiff and his gang Hunter Biden Joe Biden you know, there's, a, there's a, I'm not sure that this is confirmed yet, but the way it's described is that Joe Biden made $400,000 as vice president. And the next year, the next year, he reported income of $11 million. $11 million. That's 10% for the big guy times a lot. And I, I don't think it was his book deal. Even, even, even in the corrupt world of sort of get a good book deal, if you happen to be a uh, uh, on the right side of the of the ledger, on the right side of the regime, even he didn't get an eleven million dollar book deal. So what did he do in in that year to get eleven million dollars? I think. I mean, at this point, we don't know, but we certainly have indications from the facts that have come out that are clear. From the Biden laptop that laid out by Marco Polo, the Marco Polo crew, MarcoPoloUSA.com. You go to their website, go look at the Biden uh, laptop, you'll see it. So we're stuck with a system where the most corrupt people, Adam Schiff, Joe Biden, are not only uh, protected, they're rewarded. They're not only protected, they're rewarded. we, We shouldn't be surprised by it. But I still I draw attention to it because it is uh, stunning to believe it's stunning to see. It's amazing to see that that's what happens. So amazing, amazing thing to to see. By the way, I, I don't even care or know what the cocaine in the White House means. I I'm I'm see, I'm hearing the spin now out of the White House that it was some visitors, visitors that come through some section of the White House might have done the brought the cocaine in. I don't know. I mean, all, all I know at this point is don't expect anybody to be held accountable. And And after a while. You just don't expect anybody to be held accountable because of who it is. Again, and all of this makes it more and more likely and clear that what we were told we had to believe coming out of the 2020 election, we had to believe that everybody was on the up and up and honorable. It's just not true. Again, I don't know whether they stole the election. I know they admitted that they fortified the election, whatever that means. But I can tell you that we shouldn't trust them. We shouldn't trust what they tell us. We shouldn't take them at their word. Nobody thinks that's true at this point. So anyway, Adam Schiff rewarded. The swamp is rewarded. Be a swamp creature. Have swamp values, which is to say no values, and you'll be rewarded like Adam Schiff. Amazing. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Don't forget to sign up at ProAmericaReport.com for the daily email there and a whole lot more. You can go through our website, ProAmericaReport.com. We'll kick you through to PhyllisSchlafly.com where a lot of these, uh, all of these segments in the show are available for you to review. We'll be right back. Ed Martin, Pro-America Report, back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Now, again, once again, I did it again off the the uh, off the rec- uh, off the camera, whatever you call it. I'm talking to Carrie Lake, our next guest, and it's probably as good as what we're going to say on here. She was encouraging me. She was encouraging others to get involved. She was doing all the stuff you see her do, and it was me and her on the phone. So I wish I recorded that. I should have done it, but anyway. Uh, so our next guest is Carrie Lake. She's now famous for uh, being a leader of Americans. Some of, some of us are conservative. Some of them are just Americans that are looking up and saying she ran for governor. She fought for her election. She didn't do what everybody told her to do, which 
which is concede and go away and and uh, and you know get a TV deal because she was a TV star earlier in her career. So Carrie Lake joins us. She's got a book out, and it's a perfect book for this moment. It's called Unafraid, Unafraid, and it's got a picture of her on the top, and it says "Just Getting Started." So Carrie Lake, welcome to the program. How are you? It's great to be here, Ed. Yeah, it was fun chatting with you uh, right before this. I when I worked in broadcasting, it was like. Never talk before you hit record because <laughs> some of the best stuff happens it's right true. then. It's true. Well, it's true. So, Carrie, you were a public person before you ran for office, but now you really are a a, a public, a, a, like a leader, a public leader. You're not elected, although many of us <laughs> think you were elected, but you're not. You're not in elected office, and but you really are. It's different than being a famous newscaster. And so, how's that adjustment? Well, I I have had a level a level of fame uh, in my career for you know three, three decades, so I kind of got used to that. It, I I don't thrive off of being well known. I mean, I, I was somebody who actually preferred the quiet times in my life. I preferred being out of the limelight, and when I walked away from my career in media, um, I was ready to just go and live kind of. A, a quieter life. Little did I know God had something else planned for me and that quiet life wouldn't be uh, coming. And, and now I'm, I'm known across the country and even in, in other countries as well, because of I, I, my fighting spirit and the courage that I took to walk away from a very big job with a big paycheck, a seven figure contract. I walked out on and, and said, I can't do this anymore. And when I did that, the people of Arizona asked me to run for office. I never in my wildest dreams ever imagined getting into politics. Um, but I, I thought we're at a time in our in our life. And I was inspired by President Trump, a, just a regular guy. Well, he's not just a regular guy, right. but a guy from outside the political world jumping in. And we need more of that. Um, so I don't, I, it, I, it doesn't really phase me to be, uh, well known. I, I don't thrive and, and live for that. And maybe that's a good thing. People who aren't like dying for the attention yeah. getting into politics. Well, and so in some ways, I think you're, as you say, you're used to it. So it doesn't phase you. If somebody says you're great or somebody says you're not great, you're not too impressed. Cause you know that sometimes, sometimes people mean it and sometimes they don't. Carrie Lake is our guest, by the way, the book is unafraid, just getting started. Um, unafraid, uh, most normal people have a hard time taking this scrutiny getting hit like um uh like you have like president trump has we were talking off the air about how you know there's lawyers that are working for you and they work for me i some of them that i work with on the january 6 cases they're getting attacked for doing their job um normal people step back after a certain amount they see a certain amount of pain and they step back that's really the the that's my fear right now and i, I think that's you're an inspiration to a lot of people, but you know, you are special. I I had a friend of mine say the other day, she's an extraordinary lady. She said, I tell people I, I'm not that special. And I looked at her and said, yes, you are. You are special. That That's not true. What you mean to say is we're all special. We can all do it, uh, but it doesn't feel like that for a lot of us. We all play a role right now in taking our country back. I believe that, that God gave us all some gift, some way, shape or form. We uh, can help by getting involved, by speaking out. It might be just as simple as, is sharing information on the website, on your, on your social media, I should say, sharing information that's important when it comes to election integrity or whatever it may be. We can do something, something like speaking out. And for some people, they're afraid to do that. Uh, once you walk through fear, you come out on the other side so strong that nothing makes you afraid anymore. I don't care what the media says about me. They, I was the one candidate who 100% of the coverage on me was negative. 
I have worked in media, so I understand how they operate. And I talk about that. I mean, initially it hurt when I'd been treated badly in the meeting or in the media, but then you pretty much, you go, I, that doesn't matter. Right. I have to keep, they're trying to stop us by doing that. They're trying to scare us. And we just have to realize that we're in a moment where we need strength and we need to realize that we, the people, the power lies with us. The government wants us to be cowering, afraid of the government. The government should be afraid of the people because we, the people, the government belongs to us and they've gotten too powerful. We're talking with Carrie Lake. Her book is Unafraid, Just Getting Started. I would be remiss if I didn't point out that it's published by Winning Team Publishing, which published uh, not only the uh, uh, Letters to Trump, the book that got so much attention, Our Journey Together, um, also, and uh, Crimes Against America with uh, Janine Perro, which we talked about, I think, a week or two ago. Um, do you, um, do you, let's talk about, let's come around to what, uh, in some ways, you're well known for, which is having had this election in Arizona with so many deep problems and you've fought back uh, against what's going on. It's continuing but come out a little differently. President Trump has used the phrase election interference a lot, referring yeah. to the fact that there, there are so many ways that whether it's the indictments against him or the media against him, how, you know, how badly are we sort of watching the, the, our nation be buffeted by people who are sort of blatantly, not sort of, they're blatantly interfering with the election. Oh, totally. I mean, they sabotaged Election Day right in front of our eyes in in Arizona when they rolled out machines that didn't work and printed the wrong image on the ballot. It was it was blatant. People in Arizona know that I won, that 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 our victory was stolen from us. And now with Trump, they don't want him on the ballot. I don't think they're able to they're going to be able to rig or cheat an election big enough to stop him in 24. So they're trying to stop him before he even gets on the ballot. And they're trying to throw these bogus lawsuits at him and indict him and 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 tear him apart but this but this man has been torn down and disparaged wrongfully disparaged in the media for 8 years and and the people out there who don't like him i try to tell them i i hate to tell you this you have been a victim of a of a massive brainwashing scheme put on by the fake news media they have put so many bogus right. stories out on this man that he can even wake up every day and uh, yeah. and get out of bed is amazing. I tell him that all the time. I said, you're the strongest person I know. You are absolutely the strongest fighter I know. And he won't stop. I've never seen he's he's more um, fired up right now than and I've known him for a bit of time now, a couple of years. He's more fired up right now and uh, energized than I've ever seen and ready to get in there and do the work to turn our country around. You know, uh, we're talking with Carrie Lake again, her book, uh, which you should get is Unafraid. It's perfect. And, you know, I I would be remiss if I didn't say to you that uh, the late Phyllis Schlafly, for whom I worked, one of the great characteristics of her hard fought, you know, life, political battles, policy battles was she was a happy warrior like you, Carrie Lake. You know, she looked good. She sounded good. She was never going to be even when they were beating you up or beating her up in terms of the issues or whatever. It was going to always be with a smile on, on your face. And because you're still trying to make the the next point. But I wanted to ask you about the January 6th. I mentioned off the air, January 6th prisoners, we're finding more and more out about that day. Um, It it doesn't surprise you or me that we've been misled uh, by the media and by even the government, it looks like. Um, But it's I have to say a a word of encouragement, your happy warrior mentality to these January 6th families and defendants. I spent time with President Trump and a bunch of them and Cynthia Hughes, the Patriot Freedom Project uh, founder. Uh, You're encouraged because it's it's a tough time. 
I, I can't even imagine what they're going through. I just uh, ran into Ashley Babbitt's mother the other day and, and the suffering she is, um, that she has endured and she's, and she's staying out there and speaking up because she doesn't want her daughter's terrible murder to be in vain, that her daughter would die. And then for her mother to walk away, her mother has been speaking up about what happened on January 6th. This is horrifying that we in America have political prisoners like this. And now we know, and I knew it all along, you could, you could spot what was going on, but now we have proof and evidence that this was not a, an insurrection. It was a fed surrection. It's very obvious. And, and we want the 44 plus thousand uh, hours of video. We demand it. We, the people, own that video. Right. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. I would encourage those who are behind bars, you call it the gulag, it truly is. I would encourage them to remain strong. Hang mm-hmm. on. I believe help is coming, and I believe it's coming hopefully soon. They have to stay strong because when when, when they are pardoned, and I do believe that they will be pardoned, um, they will go down as some heroes in this country. Yep, yep. I agree they with really you. Will, but they have to keep their their wits about them, their spirits up. The, this other this the side uh, um, the government coming after us like this. There's some truly evil people. They right. want nothing more than to crush our spirit. And and you mentioned being a happy warrior. When we let them crush our spirit, they're winning. We yeah. have to get up with gladness every day. God put us here at this time. We could have been born at any time. Right. We were born at one of the most critical moments in American history and, frankly, human history. And the fact that God put us here at this moment is uh, is truly remarkable. So wake up understanding that the same God who parted the Red Sea is with <laughs> us right now. Yeah. And no no battle is is too big for God. We're just we're just on his time and his timeline, that's and, right. and that's what makes it hard because we don't yeah. know <laughs> that's right. how this all ends. Right. Well, <laughs> other than victory, the perfectly perfect for this is we know how this ends because I know you you have to go. Thank you, Carrie Lake, for everything you're doing. Uh, we are appreciated so much. Your book, uh, Carrie Lake, Unafraid, just getting started. Awesome. Uh, great to be have her with us. We'll take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Uh, time to catch up with, and this is really true, an old friend, meaning somebody I've known for, I don't know, 15, 20 years uh, in the trenches, uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi, uh, who is well known to uh, so many people as an author. He's published over 30 books. Uh, six of them, I think, maybe seven are uh, New York Times bestsellers, including a couple of them that are number one. It's hard to do when you're conservative. Uh, he was a senior editor for more than a decade over at WorldNetDaily.com, and, uh, but but more than all that, and he's got a new book, which we're going to talk about. More than all that, he's a long, long time friend, confidant, uh, you know, pal of the late Phyllis Schlafly, and then me and uh, John Schlafly. Also, uh, we were we saw him, uh, Jerome Corsi, a few weeks ago uh, at a meeting, the CNP meeting. It was great to see him and catch up. And so, welcome back to the program, Doctor Corsi. Uh, the new book, "How the Coming Global Crash Will Create a Historic Gold Rush." Now, your guy that knows ec- economy, uh, the economy so i need to understand this but before we get to that where is this crash because i was walking down the street and i saw Stephen moore the economist and i said to him he's at heritage and i said to him i gotta be honest the economy feels like it's teetering but it doesn't feel bad if you get my drift inflation is horrendous but at least everybody a lot of people are working so where are we with the current economy is the next crash around the corner do we not know or what's what's going on here well Ed, it's great to be back with you thank you very much and 
I am a very strong supporter of you, and I, I, Phyllis was phenomenal and very important in my life. Phyllis Schlafly. Yeah, of course. Uh, now, uh, the, the cra- to answer your question, the, the crash has already started, and it right. will progress. I mean, it's, it's hard to see it at the beginning, which is the problem for many people, but the signs of it are apparent. First of all, we do have inflation that can't be controlled. The Federal Reserve has not stopped inflation. It's still 5%. And while they paused for one month on raising interest rates, uh, Chairman Powell of the Federal Reserve said there'll be two more raises of interest rates yet this year. Now, the interest rates are are horribly uh, detrimental to economic growth because what happens is the housing market immediately begins to crash. You're now seeing we had a housing boom about 2012 to about 2021, 22 after the pandemic. But now housing prices are coming down. Houses are not being sold. 30-year fixed mortgages are at about 7% already, which is enormously high. And commercial real estate is crashing because offices are 30 to 40% vacant. You have San Francisco is kind of the the case that's really now a city that is, I think, a failed city, the homelessness, the drugs, uh, the, the the violence in the streets. You have uh, one of the big hotels, the Hilton and Union Square, this beautiful little square in San Francisco, which is now filthy and uh, shops are closing up all over the place. The Hilton walked away from its loan with the bank. You have hmm. commercial real estate that is failing. <clears throat> And the banks are taking over the commercial. When commercial real estate fails across the country, you've got about $1.5 trillion of bank failures, bank loans that are going to default. And these things are going to hit hard when they hit because it's the type of crash that will affect the banks. We've already seen banks like Silicon Valley fail. Well, across the country, the Federal Reserve right now, balance sheet is about $8 trillion doubled in the last few years on holding government debt, largely treasury bonds and mortgage-backed securities. These mortgage-backed securities will begin failing once the real estate failure starts and once the commercial bank defaults begin in earnest. And you've got a, a collapsing house of cards. It's like they're calling it a doom loop. So in San Francisco, the offices are empty they're defaulting. You've got major retailers that are closing shop, Nordstrom pulling out. You've got the malls closing. Uh, you're having a, a failed city that will lose tax revenue and not be able to support the city services in a, in a city that has been defunding the police, a beautiful city that's been destroyed. And this is the this is the poster child for what's going to happen across the United States and major U.S. cities that are Democratic-controlled. And so we are, and it's going to be a global crash. Already in Europe, they've declared a recession. They haven't declared it here yet, but you're going to see it's going to be a stagflation. And I think it's going to be deeper. It's going to be a combination of the 1970s energy crash because of the global warming and the the expensive conversion to this solar, wind, and battery, which doesn't really work on the scalable basis we need it to work. And then you've got the Real estate crisis, like the subprime crisis, uh, subprime real estate crashing in 2008, 2009, we're in for a double whammy. People are already losing jobs. There are layoffs going on on across the country. 
His woke agenda is extremely devastating to the economic growth of the country. And uh, we're going in for a very, very hard time. The good news out of it is that the price of gold is probably going to double because in our last two previous crises, the 70s and 80s, 2008 and 2009 and 1974 through about 1979, gold doubled each time and gold will double again. That's I'm writing the book so, with. So uh, 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 we're talking with Dr. Jerome Corsi. I, I, I believe you. What I don't understand is how. um how uh so uh, last week we had on the program um uh my friend um Todd Benzman, who is down on the border, and he basically said, "Look, the Biden administration is lying about the numbers on the border, and that, and and the media is allowing them to lie." Feels the same way about the economy that the fundamentals are off. The inflation is real; you can feel it, but the fundamentals are off. All the debt, the coming debt, and all. Um, so I, I guess is there a way to can they hold the can the band aids hold the lies and the band aids hold things together? Uh, and or don't we know? I mean, I, I believe you that it's coming. The question is, is it is it now? And and I, how do we? What are the sort of you know we're talking with Doctor Jerome Corsi and and he well known among other things uh, books, but historian. Uh, by the way, his website is thetruthcentral.com. But so, what's history tell us about how predictable the timing is? Well, it'll it'll seem like a party until. The day the stock market crashes. <laughs> it's not we, right. We're going through we're going through the same cycle. We the cycle that we're being put through by the Federal Reserve has been done before. Nineteen twenties. We had the roaring twenties. Everything looked great. People were in the speakeasies, their life was good. Nineteen twenty nine, they woke up, the stock market crashed. Right. So there's the it's boom, then you have bust, then you have depression, then you have war. We had the stock market crash in 29. We had the depression in the 30s. We had World War II in the 19, late 1930s through 1945. We're going through the same thing. Look, things look great. We got out of the pandemic. The government spent all this money. Stock market looks good. The government is printing billions and trillions of dollars, $33 trillion now, the federal debt. We, we're not even going to have a debt ceiling for two years. Let's have a big party. Everybody have some champagne. Stock market, you've got your money in your stock market, take it out now. Could lose 10,000 points. Could lose that fast. And that's going to be the crash. Right. Then you're going to find out people aren't going to be able to afford their homes, their mortgages. Commercial office buildings are going to shut down and be, and be taken over by the banks, empty. You're going to find businesses fail and massive layoffs. Now we're going to hit depression and wars already building. We've got Russia moving nuclear weapons into Belarus and announcements that Iran is ready to test its first nuclear weapon. We have war brewing. The war drums are already forming in Europe and in Asia. China's poised to try to take over Taiwan. We're going through a cycle like we went through the 1920s through the 1940s. We're doing it again, but now it's much more dangerous. It's much bigger. The money numbers are huger. The the real estate has developed. The economies have developed. They have a harder crash this time. And I'm telling people, you better look at the dollars in your wallet and look to go to the grocery store, spend $100, see how little you get, and realize that you better spend some of that money getting some gold because your dollars are only going to get less valuable at, at an increasing rate. And I hate uh, to be bringing this news, but it's the truth. And my, yeah. my website, this is the truth central. This is the truth. 
Um, Dr. Jerome, our course, yeah, I should have said the book is Post Hill Press. I love those guys over there. Um, unfortunately, we're out of time. I told you off the air. It goes fast. We'll have you back on, though. It's been too long. Dr. Jerome Corsi, uh, New York Times bestselling author, his newest book, How the Coming Global Crash Will Create a Historic Gold Rush, uh, lays out exactly both the causes of what's about to happen, what's happening soon, sometime soon, and then where it can end up. So uh, check it out. Thank you, Dr. Corsi. Sorry it goes so fast, but uh, we appreciate you. My great pleasure. Thank you, Ed. All right. We'll take a break and be right back. I'll put up on social media links uh, to his book and to his website. Be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Talk to you in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. 21 of our states are standing against the transgender tidal wave by enacting legislation to protect families, vulnerable children, girls' sports, and the right not to use a transgender pronoun. A fresh Tennessee law clarifies sex as a person's immutable biological sex as determined by anatomy and genetics existing at the time of birth. Pro-transgender marketing for Bud Light beer backfired badly on the beer giant Anheuser-Busch InBev. Sales for Bud Light decreased by 21% in a single week. And that was the third consecutive weekly decline following the company's disastrous attempt to reposition the iconic product by insulting its traditional customer base. Ten states are moving in the wrong direction, having enacted laws to promote the transgender agenda, even requiring conscientious physicians to provide medical interventions that violate traditional ethical principles. Detransitioners, those who regret being victimized by transgender treatments or operations as children, are suing now for the harm that was inflicted on them. One such lawsuit is against Kaiser Permanente for putting a 13-year-old girl on puberty blockers and testosterone and then performing a double mastectomy at the age of 15. By the age of 16, she wanted to restore her life as a girl. Despite the many lives being wrecked by transgender medications, the media shows us confused kids who want transgender operations or seek to play on a sports team of the opposite sex. Armed with free attorney services from liberal entities, new lawsuits challenge state laws that are protecting girls' bathrooms and girls' sports. Unfortunately, too many courts are likely to block some of these good state laws as law schools keep churning out pro-transgender attorneys. Though the money and the lawyers may be stacked against the side of biological reality, Bud Light will be the first to tell you that the American people are not so easily swayed from the truth. Politicians be warned. Those that embrace transgender culture don't get the boost in popularity that they expect. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For 50 years, Mrs. Schlafly promoted grassroots efforts to rally conservatives. Today, you can harness the power of social media by going to phyllisschlafly.com and sharing these commentaries with friends across the country. Get started at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, if you got my daily email a few days ago, you saw me reference a swamp tactic of the media, which is dump something on a holiday weekend, which is exactly what the example I had was this Afghan Afghanistan after action report, which is the report about what happened in Afghanistan in the disastrous uh, aftermath, the pullout uh, in Afghanistan. It's a, a document that was dropped by the State Department on Friday. It's 24 pages long, and it basically is an admission that it was a mess. I mean, I had not even read the whole report when I alluded to it in my example of swamp media tactics, and now I've read the report. It's a disaster. I, the only thing that makes me shake my head is Politico quoted some uh, expert who said the report was milk toast. It's not milk toast. The report is is nonsense. Basically, blaming everybody except except taking responsibility themselves. So there's like hemming and hawing. Oh, we didn't get this. We didn't get that. They blame Donald Trump for having some sort of uh, agreement. Well, they were in power. They were in power, not for an insignificant amount of time. It didn't happen on the 22nd of uh, of January. They were in office for six, seven months, and they made the decision to pull out. Nobody else did. No, It wasn't Trump that said, we're going to pull out that date and therefore bound them to it. They decided they had to do it for politics. So as I've said before, and I've said it a number of times, there was unlikely to be a good way to get out of Afghanistan. Okay, there was unlikely to be a good way to get out of Afghanistan without lots of stuff going on. I mean, including, you know, messy stuff, including things where we'd lose some material and all. And we would have some uh, contacts and some uh, 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 collaborators with us and people who were helping us that would get either left behind or disadvantaged. It was inevitable. What was not inevitable was leaving tens of billions of dollars of equipment in a form that someone could take up and use. Sometimes you have to leave something behind, but you scuttle it. You know, you put gasoline in the engine uh, in the gas tank is one way to a silly way to think about it. But in, in any other way. And also the idea that we left behind had had so many people injured and hurt and endangered and people dying because of how we left. It was a disaster. OK, it's a disaster, a, a full on disaster. And the America, the military people know it. Military people know it. If you talk to people that understand the military or were involved in any way in Afghanistan, they're offended by it. And that so that's normal. And then everybody else knows that has taken a look. So here comes this report. And it's not just a whitewash. It's just silly. It's silly. They they basically are, are, are making excuses, blaming everybody else, not taking blame. But again, as I told you in that email the other day, the drop is the, the drop is how you know what the bad news is. Because, you you know, 4th of July weekend, you drop it on the Friday. The 4th of July is coming on a Tuesday. So you're washing it out under every single journalist is either on vacation or not wanting to be there. One of those two things. And so you, so you either get the B or C or D team or you get the A team who's annoyed they're there. And so they're not interested in taking time to do all the, the work right now. So And you hope it washes over. Because now you got a situation in Ukraine. They're talking about a red line. We got to have a red line, like Obama's red line in Syria. We got to have, and we may, well, we may have a the, the Soviet. The Russians may go too far. It'll be like the Soviets. Therefore, we got to do something. And you hope, and pray, and exploit, and try to put in position, uh, uh, put in in position uh, the the facts and the activity that will distract. 
and we'll make it so you don't even consider it. You don't have to consider it. That's what we're seeing. Now, I've told you before, I'm going to reiterate it again one more time, I suppose. Maybe I'll do it other times. I bet I will. I am of the opinion that it will be very difficult for any president in the modern era to uh, serve two terms. Notwithstanding the power of the incumbency and especially the power of the Democrat incumbency where they have such an influence over the media, uh, some might say control. But because of the scrutiny and because of the 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 bright lights and the the business model of the narrative machine, big tech, big media and big government, you can't control it to try to save the blame game. The 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 crisis is necessary for clicks and clicks is the business model. So you create crises over and over again. And no matter whether you try to say Bidenomics, they're saying Bidenomics is actually good. Bidenomics is going better than people think. Inflation is killing you. You can't buy stuff that you wanted to buy in the past. You can't go out to eat. The other one I've been telling you about, bacon is way up. But the other one I want to point out, too, is my son and I keep getting wings, buying wings. Wings are ridiculous. I mean, it's like inflation on wings is insane. I'm talking chicken wings, like a bar- a buffalo chicken wings. So the reality is... The reality is that this president now is getting remembered for all of these abject failures. And, you know, he's decomposing in front of our eyes. We're watching him look worse and worse. So I, I don't believe that you'll, you'll see two-term presidents very often because I think they can't sustain, can't, uh, cannot sustain, cannot survive the bright lights of such... Uh, of the business model right now clicks you know clicks are needed for business and therefore you're going to see a churn and i think that's what's going on right now whoever the republican nominee is most normal americans are going to say gotta get that well these people aren't competent over there and we'll see what happens all right that's all i've got thank you for tuning in it's ed martin here to pro america report thank you to noah dingley our great noah dingley the producer of the show who does so many so much great work at the salem radio network uh, thank you also to Ryan Height, our associate producer. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to go to ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. Sign up there for the daily email and make sure you get the daily wink coming in your inbox and you will be um, able to hear all this stuff. Sometimes I even put stuff in the wink that I get to and use uh, later on in the show. So you'll get that. We'll, you'll, I promise you won't, you won't be bored. And um, all right, we'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Talk to you then. America Report on The Answer, San Diego.